0: Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Catch Productions and welcome to the 26th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I talk to you about my life story as well as my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. It is currently September 19th, 2019 at 1.12pm and you may notice if you listen to the last episode that I'm actually recording episode 26 before I record episode 25. What's the deal with that Aiden? Well, uh, it's pretty simple. Um, two reasons, actually. Number one, episode 25, as you already know, was a QA and a episode. And so at the time of me recording this, um, I haven't got all the questions in yet. So yeah, there's that. The other reason is that I'm not going to be at my house next week. And so I kind of need an episode already ready to go and upload when I'm not here. Uh, because I'm not gonna have good internet for a little bit, and I'll talk about all that sort of stuff later, obviously. But, basically, I needed sort of a backup episode, and this is what we have. Um, which also means that I'll probably have, like, four episodes this month, which was my goal on that sort of stuff. So, yeah, pretty cool. Basically, uh, if you're listening to all these in order, this doesn't matter to you, but for any of you wondering behind-the-scenes stuff, I am actually recording episode 26. Before episode 25. But enough of that. Let's go ahead and get into a lot of our topics. Today I'm going to be talking about The Amazing Spider Man 2. Wasn't good. (laughs) It wasn't good. We're going to be talking about that as well as other sort of topics. But I guess I'll just um, let you guys know what's been going on with me recently. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to be in my house for the next couple of days. And that simply has to do with the fact that uh, we're getting the kitchen floor redone and the laundry room floor redone. This is kind of an older house, and the floors have been needing to be fixed for a while, and uh, they finally are. The problem with that is, is that that's a lot of work, and we are not going to be in our house while they do it. I mean, we could, but it would be really loud, and it would probably smell weird, and I'm not down for that. My parents aren't down for that, so... Uh, For four days, next week, I'm just not going to be here. I'm going to be at my granddad's house instead. Um, I'll still have content on all the main channels. I'll still be recording and playing games and all that sort of fun stuff. But uh, I won't actually be there for the first couple of days. In fact, Sunday this week might actually be the start of that. Um, So yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. I am excited about the floor getting fixed, but it does mean that next week's content schedule has been thrown all out of whack where i got to plan stuff beforehand and upload it after the fact and all that sort of stuff. Not ideal, but uh, not the worst thing ever. At least I kind of knew it was coming beforehand. A lot of times I just don't get warnings on any of this stuff, and then I'm just thrust into it where I can't make any content for a while, and I just kind of have to deal with that. Kind of like this internet situation that's been going on I've had like rough internet for about a year now and uh, basically it means that it's just harder to upload stuff because it takes so much longer to do so like I got to dedicate several hours to uploading a 10-minute video and with all the different side projects I do and podcasts and bigger projects it's just impossible to get any of it uploaded in a decent amount of time so I end up like picking things that I know I can get out Priorities, and then going from there. And it also means I've been cut off from live streaming for a while, too. But uh, hopefully we're going to get that fix, which means I'll have another day or two where I can't do anything. But, hey, that fix is needed because I want to have good internet again. I want to live stream again. I want to be able to upload a bunch of stuff in a couple of minutes rather than having to take a big chunk out of my day to do so. It's a freaking mess. Uh, anything else? Um, I decorated my room. A little bit we uh, went over to Hobby Lobby and I got some more stuff for my room uh, in particular my favorite new addition are these sort of Christmas lights I have them roped around the walls pretty high up they go right around the windows but they're this a uh, nice little kind of gold yellow color which means it looks real pleasant and real nice when it's uh, dark outside and it kind of gives this nice little yellow glow and I swear, like, it's these tiny things, but it's just been so good for, like, my mood. <laughs> just to have these nice little lights here. Um, and then I have, like, a chalkboard that I have. I have a, a little cinema board where I can write the episode of back to the video games on it and shoot it for B-roll. I have a little minor light as well that uh, reflects off that board, so it kind of looks like a spotlight almost. And it's just neat. Uh, and... I think it really has put the room all together, making it look more like an actual like living space rather than just an empty room with nothing on the walls. I, I have to have something on the walls, basically. Uh, I'm thinking about getting some posters for the last couple of like blank areas because there are a couple of spots that need like a poster or two to really put the room together. But uh, yeah, once that's done, it'll kind of look all good and nice. And I might actually film like a little video just showing you guys it, either on Twitter or on YouTube. So, let me know what you think about that. But, uh, yeah, that's been pretty much it. Still doing the health stuff, for anybody wondering. Still focusing on all that sort of stuff. It's gets it's get harder and harder the more I go into it. But we're, we're toward the end of the month, thankfully. So, uh, we should be able to ride it out, hopefully, and then keep the ones that I actually want to continue doing in October and then kind of move on from there and all that sort of fun stuff. I don't know. It's going to be harder... Because I'm going to be at my grandparents' house, so I don't know. They do have water, and they, they live out... <coughs> excuse me. They do live out in the country, so I'd have a little bit more walking space as well, which would be really nice. Uh, because I've just been walking up and down my street for a while, and that has not been fun. Uh, but I think that's it. Let's go ahead and jump into our main topic, boys. We already kind of covered like a good bit of the podcast with just life stuff, which is nice. I don't usually get to do that, but let's actually jump into one of our topics, and that is the first one up on the ballot, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I finally saw this film, despite the memes and all that sort of stuff and people telling me not to watch it. I finally watched it, and uh, you're not going to like this, but uh, I actually, actually, hold your breath. I actually enjoy this film more than The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Crazy. I know. Crazy. That does not mean The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is good. Far from it. It's it's an awful movie. Like, the reputation that's surrounding it is very much deserved. However, from an entertainment perspective, I tended to enjoy the sequel rather than the original. And I think that just has to come down to two things. One, um, The Amazing Spider-Man is boring, <laughs> the first one. Uh, the first movie is very boring, not a lot goes on, we feel like we waste a lot of time on set dressing and dumbass scenes that go nowhere, and delving into the plot and the backstory and all that sort of stuff. Whereas the sequel makes a lot of risky decisions. Um, none of them pay off, but they're wildly entertaining to watch Crash and Burn. Uh, The best way I can describe the sequel is, like, it's it's a train wreck constantly, but you can't take your eyes off of it. Whereas The Amazing Spider-Man 1, I was just falling asleep. The other thing that makes the sequel better, in my opinion, is I just didn't get as mad at this film than I did at the first one. And I know that sounds weird, because most people think the first one's just okay. I couldn't stand the first movie, guys. The Amazing Spider-Man 1 sucks. Bad, bad, bad. Um, Aside from it being a bore fest, most of the rest of the time watching the film was just kind of like anger. I'm just like why did you do this as spider-man why is uncle ben such an asshole why is dr connor's going on another fucking ramble what is this dumbass plan why does the cg look bad just anger visceral anger um and then in the second movie like for whatever reason i just wasn't as angry um and that's not to say again that the sequel doesn't have problems it has a lot of problems uh, problems that i could talk about right here but like those problems at the end of the day are nowhere near as frustrating to me as the problems of the first movie to me they're like bad they're both bad films but they're bad in like unique ways and i find the badness of the second one to be at least at the very least more entertaining Um, even if it is just like a train wreck of a film but let's talk about the amazing spider-man 2 itself not comparing it to the first movie whatsoever. Uh, What are the issues with this film that uh, everybody's talked about and that I noticed as well? For starters, the pacing, dear God, is all over the place. Um, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 kind of has a Spider-Man 3 problem where uh, there are like 30 different plot lines and rather than like seamlessly going from one plot line to another, they just edit it so every scene is a different plot i'm not joking every cut every time the movie switches from one scene to another it is switching from one plot line to another and so we have different points in the amazing spider-man 2 where we're focusing on gwen no now we're focusing on electro no now we're focusing on harry no now we're focusing on aunt may every scene every scene is like that and that's just because there are so many plots in this movie that don't go anywhere that the movie just has a hard time finding a good way to pace itself at all so we just waste like a lot of time and um like bottom line even even if all these plot lines were good and they're not um none of them like end very satisfying in a satisfying way like the Gwen plot does because spoiler, she dies but like the Gwen plot is just kind of background fodder until the end of the movie like, when you're watching the film and you don't know the end to it, you're like, oh, the Gwen plot, whatever, we've done this before. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It's just kind of like romantic filler stuff, whatever. And then she dies, and then you realize, oh, this was supposed to be the main plot. And it kind of got, like, brushed under the rug because we have to have uh, two villains, Aunt May, and the dumbass shit with, like, Peter's dad or whoever. Uh, we have to follow that for a good portion of the movie as well. And it's just like, ugh. Where my head is just spinning around. I can't focus on a damn thing here. And let's talk about that, like, Peter dad mystery shit. Because The Amazing Spider-Man 1 technically started it. Of like, oh, Peter's parents are important people. And they're so important that we're going to spend moments of The Amazing Spider-Man 1. A movie that has nothing to do with Peter's dad and mother. We're going to spend several moments of that movie just, like, having flashbacks and showing them, and at the end of the day, the plot doesn't get resolved, so we're kind of left on a cliffhanger. The sequel comes around, and no shit, the first scene of the sequel, the first scene of a Spider-Man movie, is focused on the parents fighting off a, like, a fucking, uh, <laughs> agent on a plane, and the plane crashes, but he, he just manages to upload his thing to the Sony Vile laptop just in time, before the agent, like, kills the two or whatever, and all this sort of shit. Um, And it's like, whoa, what a weird, what a weird start to what's supposed to be a Spider-Man movie. And then, like, we go half the movie with just these random flashbacks and shit until it all culminates. And what I would posit is probably the worst scene in any of these films (laughs) where Peter, in anger, throws a calculator out the wall. Uh, The calculator breaks and inside are subway tokens. And it kind of gives him this, like, flashback to when Aunt May told him that he used to work in a subway. Uh, So Peter goes to said subway, finds a little thing to put the tokens in, in, like, this decrepit-ass subway that no one's been in for a long time. He puts the tokens in there, and all of a sudden, the subway cart, like, emerges from the ground. Like, we're almost watching, like, a Steven Spielberg movie, or, like, a kid's film, or uh, what it brought to mind for me, the second Ninja Turtles movie. They kind of, like, live in the sewers type of shit. So there's, like, this magical scene where this where this subway car comes out of the fucking ground, and on there is a, a, a desktop computer, and basically Peter's dad explains all this shit about, like, the science and, and the Oscorp stuff and, and why he had to hit it from Peter and why he had to go away and all this sort of stuff, which is, like, it's exposition, granted, and not good exposition, but for the most part, I'm fine with it Until, until we get to the point where it's basically implied... Not one for one, but it's basically implied that Peter's dad is responsible for the spiders that would eventually bite Peter and because of their bloodline would make it so that Peter would become Spider-Man. So that whole like message of like anyone could become Spider-Man or uh, anyone could become a hero is just kind of like thrown out the window for this sort of almost pseudo destiny plot where Peter was always meant to be Spider-Man all along, and it kind of takes out, like, all the impact of, like, Uncle Ben's death when it really, like, wasn't his choice to become Spider-Man in the first place. Like, the spider chose him, and his dad made the spider. Like, how fucked up is that? It's so wild coming off a of Spider-Verse where, like, that movie preaches so hard about, like, how anyone can become a superhero and how Spider-Man isn't this fucking like buff dude he isn't this billionaire he's just an everyday human being like you and me and then going from that movie to this one where it's like um actually only a couple of people can be spider-man and when you're coming off of like these amazing spider-man films where you have andrew garfield in the role who already doesn't kind of look like a nerd and already kind of has everything handed to him in school because he's the popular kid and gwen likes him right away and he's not really that shy he didn't have many flaws basically and you come off of a whole movie with that, and then you also find out that the whole Spider-Man thing, the one thing that he, like, did himself, turns out, oh, daddy also had an impact in that. It's like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? This is so not the character at all. Uh, to me, it's the worst scene in the movie, and arguably one of the worst Spider-Man scenes. Uh, made me just about as mad as the dumbass Uncle Ben scene from The Amazing Spider-Man 1. It's that bad. Pretty awful. Uh, but that's not to say, like, there isn't some good stuff in this film. There, there are a couple of things I like. Uh, the opening scene, like, after the dumb plane shit, um, when it actually starts to get into the Spider-Man stuff, I'm not going to lie, it looks pretty good. The suit looks good. I like the rhino thing. There's jokes. It's quippy. We got good action. Just a pretty good start to a Spider-Man movie. Like, once we finally get to the Spider-Man stuff, it's good. Uh, I like almost all the fight scenes for the most part. I mean, the is a bit off in places, mainly on the villains, but the Spider-Man action stuff I thought was pretty okay for the most part. Um, Gwen is even better in this film than I thought she was in the first one. They kind of delve a little bit more into their relationship, kind of have problems, kind of discuss them. Uh, and you really do feel bad for like Peter and Gwen that they kind of have to separate throughout most of the movie, but you also kind of have that looming feeling in the back of your head that something's gonna go wrong. And then it finally does go wrong uh when we get one of our two three villains i don't know there's a there's a whole big thing where there's like multiple villains in this movie and they're also setting up more villains it's a mess um but anyway like green goblin shows up and just like fucking yeets her off a fucking tower and she just dies and it's like whoa i actually kind of feel for this um whereas in any of the other movies if like mary jane in the rainy films, if she would have died, I wouldn't have cared. And if the Mary Jane from the MCU films died, I probably wouldn't have cared. Um, But for some reason, this, like, Gwen character, even in two movies, I found her to kind of be the best out of uh, the love interest type characters. At least so far. We don't don't know all of MJ's story. I guess we won't if (laughs) Spider-Man isn't getting back to Disney anytime soon. But, yeah, I really enjoyed Gwen's character, basically, was the other thing. Um... I also kind of like this interpretation of Harry. I know that's kind of, again, a very controversial sort of opinion, but I really do. Um, Harry in the other films is good. I like him a lot in the Raimi films, but, like, the acting has never been that great. It's always been kind of, like, cheesy or half-assed or, like... James Franco never really got into the role as much as I would have liked him to. And by the third movie, he kind of gets tossed under the rug for, like, the Sandman and Venom and all this other shit to the point where, like... I really, really, really would have loved to seen the potential if the Raimi films followed up on the Green Goblin shit they established in the first two movies, and they really don't. Whereas uh, this (laughs) Harry is just batshit fucking crazy. And you know what? Like, it's not a character, and it's not, like, very well fleshed out, but it is far more entertaining uh, to me, personally. That's a very personal thing. This Harry is just batshit fucking crazy, and I, like, enjoy that. Even when he's just Harry, he's kind of, like, this weird sort of asshole to uh, the Oscorp people. He's really only nice to one girl, Felicia... Uh, Oscorp and him kind of have, like, fights throughout most of the movie. When he finally turns into the Green Goblin, he's throwing shit around. He looks like a fucking cocaine addict. Like, (laughs) he's ugly as hell, I'm not gonna lie. But it really does fit the kind of crazy-ass character they're going around. There's this beautiful scene where, uh, Harry, for whatever reason, um, needs Spider-Man's blood, supposedly, uh, to heal him from this disease. And, of course, Peter won't give it to him because, oh, if I give you the blood, you'll fucking you could die because it barely worked on me how will it work on you that sort of stuff anyway that didn't matter so spider-man shows up to harry's house (laughs) out of the blue and is like hey i heard you wanted to talk to me what's up harry's like yo spider-man i need your blood he's like yeah I, i can't do that for you and harry's like what he's like i can't do that for you and he's like I thought you were supposed to help people, like, really, really cheesy, but, like, again, I'm laughing my ass off here, uh, and so they start fighting, and they get mad, and, like, Harry, like, throws alcohol out a fucking, like, fireplace, and he misses, and he gets some glass in his eye, and all this sort of shit, and then Spider-Man leaves, and I'm not shitting you, we just get the next shot, it's just, like, Spider-Man outside a window, and we're, like, peering into the window, And it's just Harry going, you're a fraud, Spider-Man. It literally flips over a fucking table, enraged, enraged at Spider-Man. It's just like, what the fuck am I watching? Why am I watching this? And more importantly, why am I enjoying it? (laughs) Like, this movie is so confusing, where it has like a couple of elements that work really well, uh, elements that I frankly enjoy. And then at the same time, also having decisions that are just baffling about why they would even include it in a movie like this. So, in terms of, like, would I recommend watching The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Kind of a tough answer. I, I, I think I'll word it like this. Do not watch this film by yourself. Uh, watch it with a friend. Because I'm telling you, if you guys like bad movies, and you enjoy clowning on bad movies... This will be like a riot, I swear. This is a riot of a film to fucking like clown on with friends, honestly. So for like that bad movie entertainment value, I think that alone is what makes it better than The Amazing Spider-Man 1, even though from an objective perspective, The Amazing Spider-Man 1 is a better put together film. I could totally see why people would enjoy that movie more than this one. But from a train wreck entertainment value, I enjoy the second one a little bit more and it just didn't get as angry at it as i did the first one so there's that but uh yeah that'll be my review of the movie we are one more spider-man film away before i can put all of them in a ranking list again and that is venom venom is also supposed to be like a bad funny movie and i'm kind of excited for that as well uh i thought about like maybe i should just do the tier list without venom but then i thought about it and i'm like no i really do want to watch venom uh even if most people won't classify it as an actual spider-man film i, I still want to watch it and i'm still having like a blast going through these movies so yeah but that's the last one i've seen every other one i've seen spider-verse i've seen the amazing spider-man one and two the rainy films the mcu films all that sort of stuff so we're one film away but uh yeah that took 22 minutes holy shit that's impressive uh, <laughs> i actually had one more topic and i guess we're gonna still cover it but i it, it just won't be as long as I intended, uh, I want to talk to you all for the remainder of this podcast about Sir Fetched. Yes, Sir Fetched. It is <laughs> God. Um, it's far fetched, but now he's a white duck with a giant leek sword and a leek shield. And I swear to God, he has, like, the smuggest face in my entire life. Like, this this motherfucker is wild. He's wild. I need to get, like, more information about him. Like, what's his... I haven't actually looked into the into the shit about him. So he's the wild duck Pokemon. If you don't know what Surfetch looks like, like, go ahead and search it up at Google right now so you can kind of get a visual of what the fuck I'm talking about. Basically, he's a Chad. Is why I like him a lot. But he's a wild duck Pokemon. Fighting type. 2'7". So he's a pretty short boy. 257 pounds. 257 pounds. This duck weighs more than me, guys. That's insane. His ability Steadfast. He's The Pokedex entry they have on the website it says, Only Farfetch'd that have survived many battles can attain this evolution. When this Pokemon leak, withers, it will retire from combat. So he has this dumbass giant leak sword that's, like, taller than him. And apparently, I guess, when it, when it fucking withers away, he just gives up. He's like, I have gone up, whatever. But, uh, yeah. He looks really fucking epic in battles and screenshots, and I'm just really happy, because, like, regular Farfetch'd, if I'm being honest with myself, is probably, like, at the bottom of the barrel of Gen 1 Pokemon. Like, I hate Farfetch'd more than, like, Magnemite or Grimer, or like a Voltorb. Like lazier designs for sure, but like Farfetch'd is just nothing. There is nothing to Farfetch'd whatsoever. And I'm glad that like Sword and Shield is sort of taking that and giving them like a weird ass evolution. Um, maybe not the one people were expecting, to be fair. But the idea of a Chad duck with a giant leek sword and shield and the smirk on his face, I'm just such a fan. I am such a fan. He will be on my team. Absolutely. I think he is sword exclusive which is fine. I was already going to pick up that version anyway. Um, but now that just kind of reaffirms my decision of, I have to have Sir Fetched on my roster. Uh, I don't know how the fighting type is going to work out for him. I guess we'll see. Honestly, but uh, they could have kept him normal too. And it would have been just as well. So, uh, yeah, but that's all I want to talk about for him. I'll keep it short here. Uh, because we're already kind of reaching a little bit of our uh, time limit here and that's fine and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'll probably be recording (laughs) the Q&A episode sometime after this, but of course, you're hearing it after the fact and all that sort of great things. Uh, I don't know what to say. Clearly, I'm rambling. Uh, If you guys enjoyed the podcast, let me know somewhere on social media, whether it's my Discord, Twitter, or on my YouTube channel. All the links to all that sort of stuff is in the Anchor description. You can look at it, check it out, check out the website, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I have been repeating all that sort of stuff throughout the majority of this podcast, and I'm so sorry <laughs> to you all. Um, if you want to donate, you can. There's an option, too, on Anchor. Uh, I wouldn't advise it because this podcast is not consistent enough, but if you want to, the option is there if you are so inclined. Uh, next time, I don't know what we'll be talking about, but I'll be enjoying it. We'll probably, I'll probably record episode 27 sometime in October, which is crazy. Because at the rate we're going, we might actually hit, like, episode 30 before the year's out. Actually, I scheduled it. Hold on. I scheduled it. If I did, like, one episode a week for the rest of the year, I would get up to episode 39 before the end of the year. Which I could not do that. So, like, it's probably either gonna end on episode 35 for the year, or it's gonna be, like, fucking episode 40, and I just do two eight on acres in one week, so... One of those is going to be happening. I'm leaning toward episode 35, uh, but we'll see how that goes, I guess. But with all that being said, if you enjoyed the podcast, let me know. Uh, Check out all the other episodes as well. Uh, I've been Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and I'm uh, signing off. Uh, Bye bye